We do have some guests joining us in the studio on today's program. We have members of Deep Fried and Dipped in Honey, a uh, band from the Jamestown area in the studio, and we're going to learn more about them and who they are here on today's program. With that being said, who's joining us in the studio today? Who do we got? I'm Billy Blakey. I'm the newest member of Deep Fried and Dipped in Honey. Hey, I'm Jason Green. I'm the one of the founding members. I play banjo and ukulele. And I'm Sarah the Greatest. I play mandolin and fiddle. Super. Uh, we wanted to bring you in to let our listeners learn more about who you are and especially hear some of your music. And maybe that's a good place to start is uh, let's hear some music. Uh, you've got a song that you're going to be playing here. We'll talk more afterward. Uh, what's the name of the song? And uh, we'll, we'll let it rip after that. What are we going to play first? Well, the first song we're going to play is called Babyo. It's one of our favorite old-time tunes. We hope you enjoy it. All right. Once again, Deep Fried and Dipped in Honey in the studio live on WRFA today. Take it away, gang. Stuck my finger in the baby's eye. What you gonna do with the baby? 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 Oh, we'll wrap her up in calico. To her mammy, oh, that's what you do with the baby. That's what you do with the baby. That's what you do with the baby. That's what you do with the baby, oh. The baby, this, the baby, that, the baby killed my old tomcat. What you gonna do with the baby? What you gonna do with the baby? What you gonna do with the baby? What you gonna do with the baby, yo? Wrap her up in a tablecloth and toss her up in the old barn walk. That's what you do with the baby. That's what you do with the baby. That's what you do with the baby. That's what you do with the baby, oh. All right, once again, Deep Fried and Dipped in Honey here in the studio, talking with band members and, of course, playing some music. We have Sarah, Jason, and Billy in the studio, and uh, a gang, gang that sounded great. Thank you so much for uh, kicking off the hour right with some uh, live music here in the studio. And and maybe a good place to start out with is just, just uh, talk a little bit about who you are and what the band's all about. Obviously, you've got sort of an old-timey uh, style of uh, sound. Is, is that something that you've always played, all of you, or have you sort of uh, gravitated to this style of music uh, over the, the life of your, your musical career? 
Old time is something that kind of came to me later, around 2009, 2010. I think I was at the Blue Heron Music Festival, and uh, something caught my ear, and it was old time music. I believe it was the Horse Flies, and I just fell in love with it. Uh, I had a good friend, Matt Gwynn, who recently passed away. He'd always been kind of my sideman guitar player. I started playing the banjo. Uh, we just loved the music, the uh, you know that old time feel reminded us of down home. Uh, we needed a mandolin player, so we solicited on Facebook, and a good friend of ours, Cindy Haight, recommended Sarah, and uh, we took it from there. Right on. Uh, Jason, you're talking about uh, the, the band uh, sort of getting together and, and the style of music you played. Have you, have you personally always played that music? How long have you been playing music? When did you get involved in music? And at what point did you make the transition over to the style you're currently playing with, with uh, this outfit? I've been playing music for about 30 years. I always played guitar. Actually, I started out in the high school band playing the tuba. Um, and then, like I said, in the around 2008, 2009, I started playing the banjo. Uh, before that, it was all rock music. Um, I did always appreciate bluegrass and folk. Uh, but like I said, I just became enamored with that old-time music. I couldn't get enough of it. And uh, it is fun to listen to, you know. I think everybody kind of ears perk up whenever you hear uh, you guys playing uh, either in the bar or other bands that come into. You know, there's some bands from the Buffalo area that'll come down uh, every once in a while to play at the uh, third Thursday. I know Billy will bring them down. I forget their name, but they're always fun to listen to as well. And and of course, it's just a fun style of music. And it, and although it's old timey music, it's timeless music you know it doesn't it ever is. seem to get stale or old when you listen to it uh, you mentioned sarah she plays the mandolin sarah you're known around the area as sarah the greatest is uh what we refer to you as uh and and you've been playing around in, in all kinds of different uh acts and also as a solo artist and you even do some music education now right uh, a little bit about your background uh, how long have you been playing music i actually started playing music when i was four on the violin and not until later did I discover that the violin can also be a fiddle. Um, that actually occurred when I met Jason. I switched over from mandolin to fiddle. Um, but currently, right now, I am an instructor at Infinity Visual and Performing Arts. I teach things like infinite exploration, um, almost any instrument with a string, uh, the infinite exploration is something that the kids, if they are not sure what instrument they want or if they're younger and sometimes it's hard for them to focus, we can jump from art to different instruments and just keep them focused on the arts and trying to find their niche. Um, but I also play the bass guitar or the stand-up bass uh, with different projects around the area. Um, I also host an open mic right now for Charity News down at the Chattacoin Club on Wednesdays at 5.30, and you can catch me playing almost any instrument down there. Right on. And, and I think some of our more long-time uh, listeners will remember you. You also helped out with uh, WRFA fundraisers, including the 2014 uh, Great American Picnic, which was the British Invasion. You and yes. Will Russell did a set, and you did some uh, folk music uh, from... Uh, from who was it? Uh, Fair, uh, Fairport Convention, right? Yes. You did a couple songs from them, and and so you play folk music. Obviously, old timey isn't the only thing you you do, right? Right. Right on, right on. And then we also have a uh, Billy uh, Blakey, and as he mentioned, he is the uh, the fir the latest newest member of the group. But uh, you're not maybe uh, the. Um, newest musician in the group. You've been playing a while as well, right, Billy? Yes, I have. Uh, I've been playing since high school. I'm 26 now, so it's been a little while, um, but I got started with all this 
really it's it's kind of a funny story i've always appreciated the the acoustic and folky vibe of music it's always been where my heart's been set on um the electric thing is awesome but it, i just haven't really set in stone with that yet um and i was uh with one of my buddies from korea from from college and he was here and i wanted to show him what an american bar was like because he was really really wanting to see what that was like so uh one day i'm walking around town kind of thinking okay what is in jamestown that i can i can show my buddy to give him some sort of notion on what it's like here and uh jamestown's it's also different because i've i've been around some places it's still different I, I thought okay let's go down to the wine cellar and lucky me i i show up and uh jason and sarah were playing their set as deep fried and dipped in honey down there at the cellar and it was awesome i i i love all this style of music but then i walked in and heard what i was just listening to that day and it was it was different it was old-timey it was even more authentic than i've ever heard before so i waited out the whole set went up and talked to jason um and i said hey uh i play harmonica i play a little bit of guitar i can do a little bit of singing uh i would love to jam with you guys he said okay well tomorrow morning we're playing at the uh public market the farmer's market here on uh, cherry street so i showed up tomorrow more the, the the next morning and uh played with him and uh from there it was history i just kind of synced right in and here I am, uh, like a year later. Yeah, so, we synced right up, just like we'd been doing it forever. I was going to say, yeah. so, so you nice all didn't match. really have any um, previous experience with one another in terms of playing or even uh, mutual acquaintances. You just kind of really gravitated toward what they were doing and wanted to be a part of it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's it's exactly right. And it's it's so funny because we all come from different musical backgrounds. I mean, I, I played the 90s, 2000s, uh, pop rock, you know. And that was just what I always started with because that was just my era. And uh, I was moving towards it. And th this was like the next step for me. So I've picked up the ukulele since then. I've picked up the mandolin. Um, I'm just learning so much. And it's such a fun style of music. And it's fun for everybody to listen to. I cannot stress that enough. Young, old, you know. It's it's great. Right it's on. We've got uh, deep fried and, and dipped in honey in the studio with us. We've got uh, Sarah, Jason, and Billy. We're talking about the band as well as uh, in a moment where you can uh, check them out. We'll talk more about uh, their music. Uh, it is fun to listen to. How about if we do a, uh, another song right now? Do you have another one lined up for us? We sure do. This one's called Ruben's Train. All right. This is uh, Ruben's Train again, deep fried and dipped in honey live in the studio on today's Arts on Fire. We'll talk more with the gang in just a moment right here on WRFA.
dress so I won't moonshine no more. I tear down my steel and go home. Oh me, oh my, tear down my steel and go home. This train that I crawled on is a hundred coaches long. I'm five hundred miles from my home. I'm five hundred miles from my wife and my child, and I wish I was five hundred more. Reuben had a wreck and. Broke his freaking neck and his poor body never been found. They found his head in the driver's wheel about a mile and a half from town. Never got no letters from his mom. Oh me, oh my! Never got no letters from his mom. All right, once again, that was Ruben's Train. We've got Deep Fried and Dipped in Honey live in the studio. And, of course, that was a, a song that they played. It's uh, Jason, Billy, and Sarah joining us today on Arts on Fire. Ruben's Train, is that an original song or a standard? Or what's, what's the story behind that song? That That's a standard. You find that in bluegrass and old time. You know, a lot of interpretations, even under different titles like Train 45. And uh, it, it's pretty common in, you know, in those canons. Uh, but we always like to put our own spin on it. You know, we have our own influences. I grew up playing rock, loving punk music. So we like to put that energy in it. Right, right. That's the the funny thing about these uh, standards. They could be classics when it comes to old timey music or folk songs. But because they've had such a, a long lifespan, sometimes you forget they are. And it's the first time you hear it could be when you guys just performed it right now. So I had no idea if that was a song uh, that was originally written uh, by, by you three band members or if it was actually uh, something that's been around for a while. Obviously, it's been around for generations. Shows what I know. But that's, that's the fun part about uh, old-timey music is uh, you can you can interweave some new stuff that you've written that's original in with these uh, old standards, and, and they're almost seamless when you play them back-to-back. You guys do write some original music, too, right? We sure do. Uh, Sarah's written a lot of songs over the years, and I've written a few. Um, we pick and choose uh, so it kind of fits in. You know, A lot of times you can even take uh, maybe a rock number you wrote and kind of put an old-timey spin on it. Uh, but we have a couple, uh, I have one I wrote called, uh, We're Here Now or Dangerous Curves. That's a standard in our set and one of Sarah's great songs. Even What's better. Even better. We love that one. So when you, uh, write this, these songs, these are songs, as Jason noted, that were, could have been intended for another style of music, but you've sort of put the old timey, uh, twist on it. Is, is that what you did with the, your song as well, Sarah? Pretty much. Um, uh, I mean, it does 
we adapt our style around it, but we also adapt the style of whoever wrote it. So it's a twofold there. Right on. When you write music, do you, the question I always like to ask people is, does the uh, melody come first, or do you like to uh, focus on lyrics and a theme yeah. and then uh, apply a melody to the uh, sort of the, the mood of whatever the lyrics may uh, dictate? I like, to, I like the melody. I'll hear a melody in my head, and uh, I also like rhythm and percussion. So usually those two elements, um, the style of banjo I play is called claw hammer. It's very percussive. So a lot of times even a rhythm will um you know kind of get get the song going and then start to hear the melody and then that will inspire you to write word to the music and try yeah, to that... match the mood or the tempo along with uh, whatever the styling is i mean you're not going to uh write anything too dour and and down if it's going to be a nice upbeat uh, up tempo song right yeah the the lyrics for old time music it, it's a challenging thing. Um, you know, back in the old days, they'd sing about their pigs or um, their girl or how their girl didn't love them. So, you know, taking it maybe a contemporary lyrical approach is more challenging. Um, but, uh, you know, it's kind of a slow process. You want it to fit the music. So a lot of times for me, the lyrics take a little more time because of that. I don't want it to, you know, sound like a 90s pop song on top of Scruggs and Earl. Right. Uh, again, we're talking with Deep Fried and Dipped in Honey in the studio here. We've got uh, Jason, Sarah, and Billy hanging out with us and uh, performing out. How have you all been received? Do people enjoy hearing you? Like I said, it's it's not too often you hear old-timey music, but it, it is something that people are familiar with. And whether you heard it for the first time or you've heard it all your life, it seems like it's it's part of American culture. It's a, a unique American styling of music. So people almost instantaneously enjoy hearing it. It doesn't take too long to get used to it and accustomed to uh, that style of music. How are you received? Do people typically, uh, you know, shut up and listen when you start playing and start tapping their feet and get yeah, into it? It's always a fun process because no matter what venue, we know we're going to make people's eyes get bigger. Uh, they hear us and they think, "What? what's going on? I don't hear this on the radio. I haven't heard this since I was maybe four years old and my grandpa heard it. Uh, so... They they always come around, no matter how different it might be. And there's so much energy, uh, which is why for me it's it's so fun to play. Even if it is just a, a three chord song, you work with dynamics, you work with stops, you work with uh, harmonies, and everything becomes as complex as you ever want it to be. And the audience hears that. They hear that, and they they appreciate that that reminder, that nostalgia factor that is really hard to find in songs um but this seems to be timeless through all genres when i hear this i'm i'm 26 years old i feel like i've been listening to this for longer than i've been alive and that's a feeling i think a lot of people get and that's what the old time has really has really done for me and we try our best to make sure that the audience has some reaction that we elicit that's similar to that because uh, it's so important to us um, so yeah, the the audience comes around and they tend to hear that. Is there a venue that's appropriate, or is there a venue aside from a funeral? I guess there are venues that that are inappropriate <laughs> for playing that because you know you play in the bar. You mentioned the farmers market and the public market. I would assume uh, festivals. Um, you know whether you're just playing out in the woods somewhere at the Heron or at the Bust Eye Apple Festival or something like that. I mean, it seems like because the equipment. And the instruments you use are all acoustic. You don't have to plug in. You don't have to amplify the sound. You really can probably just set up shop and just about anywhere you're you're welcome to play and and do it right. 
Yeah, pretty much. Uh, we've had quite. We've been playing around quite a bit. Uh, recently, we were at Nietzsche's for the Winter Bluegrass Series out in Buffalo. We've also recently been at Scotty's Martini Bar in Erie, Pennsylvania. Uh, we just last week had a show at the Chattacoin Club. Uh, and we also are regulars at the wine cellar, either for the open mic or playing our own gigs there. So we can pretty much set up anywhere in the whole United States or world. <laughs> you, you mentioned that you were up in Nietzsche's in Buffalo, and, and it's always nice to play in Jamestown, where you're from. Your friends, family show up, people you know, and they're going to show support. But, you know, I t say this with the other bands that we've had in the studio as well. The, the good test or the, the true test is when you're outside of your comfort area or your home base, how are you received? When you played up in Nietzsche's and a lot of unfamiliar faces, I would assume, are up in uh, Buffalo and a, a much uh, broader audience to appeal toward. How, how are you all received up there? Oh, at Nietzsche's, uh, we recently just got a call back for Nietzsche's. Well, that's a good sign. <laughs> uh, so we're going back, uh, and we also picked up another band out there to come play with us. They played with us at the Chattacoin Club last week. Uh, that's Houndstooth Hobo. So we're making friends, making music, having a good time. Nice, nice. Uh, you mentioned the bluegrass uh, sort of a, a series that they do up there, and then we call it old-timey. Is bluegrass the same as old-timey? Is old-timey different than bluegrass? You know, I always hear this, these two terms sometimes used interchangeably, but from what I understand, they really shouldn't be, or, or should they? They're definitely two different things. Old-timey music came before bluegrass, and a lot of the same songs um, are in both canons. You know, uh, like I said, Rubens Train, Angeline the Baker, you know, they share a lot of tunes. In bluegrass music, when you're having a jam... You're in a big circle. Everyone takes a break. You go around and everyone takes a turn, you know, doing their lead. In old time music, everybody plays together. The fiddle, the banjo, the mandolin, guitars usually doing the rhythm, um, but everybody plays together. And I think that, um, you know, old time music and the people who play it have a real sense of community and uh, they get together and play. I had to head down to Warren because there aren't a lot of old time pickers in Jamestown, but they have a couple weekly jams down there and uh, the ones in the fellas living room, everyone sits down together and plays. There's really not a sense of competition in those situations, you know, in bluegrass music, you're trying to have the hottest licks and everything. So there really is a, you know, a difference. And I think, um, the feel of the songs uh, are different. Uh, the, like I said, the old timey, it's more melody based. You know, everyone's playing the melody and bluegrass has that. It's more choppy and, you know, with people taking breaks. and Right on. Is there an instrument that's a prerequisite for old timey music or an instrument that absolutely would not fit for... Uh for old time, other than obviously amplified, a plug-in electric guitar might sound a little wonky, but who knows? That's experimental, and that would probably work as well. But, you know, harmonica, you, you've got the banjo, you've got a mandolin. I mean, are all these required instruments to have for, for this style of music? I, I think the fiddle rules in old-time music, that's, that's what really what you need. You don't have to have a fiddle to have an old-time band, but the tunes are derived from fiddle music. You know, what folks were playing in the 1600s and 1700s on fiddles, those songs kind of evolved through the 1800s. And, uh, you know, bands as we know them, like string bands, came from the minstrel shows of the early 1800s and evolved from there. Um, and they always had a banjo and a fiddle and a tambourine and someone playing the bones. So it's changed a little. 
Uh, but, you know, it really evolved from there with being based in the fiddle music. Right on. Chase, you're really giving a good uh, lesson here in uh, music education and history. Thanks. My, my That's pleasure. Why I keep them around. I always, always enjoy uh, learning something when I talk with our uh, musicians. Definitely getting that schooled right now. I appreciate it. Um, running short on time here, but, um, you know, I, I think um, one of the questions people want to know, and you're welcome to share, is if people want to follow you or learn more about you or find out when your next gigs are or if you want to mention some of your next gigs, um, what do we got here? Well, where, where can we find you online and where are you playing out next? Well, we have a Facebook page. If you uh, hop on your smartphone now and type in Deep Fried and Dipped in Honey, you can find us and give us a like. And, uh, this weekend here, the Chattacoin is having a benefit, and I will be playing with Deep Fried and Dipped in Honey and Uncle Claude's band if you'd like a double dose of Sarah the Greatest. Uh, we also have a show at Cockaine on the 16th. Uh, we have another show at the Chattacoin Club, a benefit for Cheryl Omquist on the 24th. And we'll be playing at the Big Inlet in Mayville on April 20th. Right on. You mentioned, of course, Uncle Claude's band, another project you're involved with. Uh, Jason or Billy, are you involved with any other uh, projects at this time or currently just focusing on deep fried and dipped in honey? Well, Billy and I have a thing we do, a duo called Dang Near. Um, that, that's just about it, you know, uh, Life's busy. Uh, one band and a half is good for me. I agree. Too much. <laughs> right on. Well, it's been a pleasure talking with you, and we still have time for at least uh, one more song here. So what do we say we get to it? Do you have a, a song picked out here that we can hear? We do. This one's a medley of two you know, classic fiddle tunes, one being Soldier's Joy, which dates way back to the Civil War, and uh, the other one's a, a good dance tune called Fly Around My Pretty Little Miss. And one thing I forgot to ask you all, and I'll, I'll ask it next time you hear, is the name Deep Fried and Dipped in Honey. But we'll save that for another interview. We'll have you back in the studio. It's been wonderful talking with you. I want to thank you uh, very much again. Uh, Sarah the Greatest, along with Jason Green and Billy Blakey, thanks for uh, talking with us today on Arts on Fire. And, and before we get to the song, really quickly, we do have Ken Hartley waiting here in the studio. He'll be joining us on the other side of this one right here on Arts on Fire. <laughs> 